these are the people who are going to pay you more. So if you're going to speak at conferences, for example, if you go and speak at a marketing conference, you're probably not going to get paid at all. And you have to be super on top of your game. And the people who are there are not necessarily looking to buy your services. But if you're going to a conference of finance professionals and you talk about SEO, a bunch of those people might come up afterwards and say, hey, I want to hire you because I'm not going to do this. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the marketing podcast that brings you everything that you have missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. We are at the episode number 20. And my name is still Peter and I am still your host coming to you from Slovenia uh, to the podcast and bringing the best marketing conference speakers to the podcast so that they sum up their marketing conference presentations in five minutes. Today we have a wonderful guest, Josh Steimler. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Peter. Excited to be here. I'm very glad that you are here and I'm a bit nervous on how to present you to our podcast listeners. Probably a lot of people know you. You are a speaker, an influencer, a writer. You have a couple of books out there and your new book is just out and it's getting ready to be out. It's on the pre-order. It's the new book, the book 60 Days to LinkedIn Marketing. Tell us one thing that is really important about your book. It's a book that is, it's a great book for beginners on LinkedIn, but it's also something that has new things for even advanced users of LinkedIn. And really the type of person I want to get this book into the hands of is either somebody who's looking for a new career. And so they're looking at their LinkedIn profile and trying to figure out what they can improve on that profile to get a better job. Or it's the entrepreneur who's starting a business, running a business, and they're trying to figure out how to leverage LinkedIn to grow their business. Because that's what I've done on LinkedIn is I've grown my business on LinkedIn. I've created posts that attracted millions of views and have generated sales and leads and have brought me people that I've hired. And so I'm trying to get those tips and that knowledge in the hands of people who can use it. So there are a lot of tips in there about how to write posts that can spread and target your ideal audience and bring the right people to you, whether it's customers or partners or employees or people who are looking to hire you. And it's just all about content marketing and how to do it the right way on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Josh, you are the guy that turns CEOs and CMOs into thought leaders. Why would it be important to be and is that is the business influencer a right word that you, I would use in my uh, vertical? Yeah, you could say a business influencer or a B2B influencer, but it's important for executives and entrepreneurs today to be out there and be thought leaders and be the face of their business because people do business with companies that they or with people that they know, like, and trust. And 
the key word there is people. People like to do business with people. They don't like to do business with faceless corporations anymore. And so your company needs to be represented by a happy, smiling face, somebody that people can trust. And it needs to be more than just somebody in a commercial or something. It needs to be a leader, somebody who's in the business that they can really get to know or feel like they know. So if you think about Richard Branson or Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg, these people are out there. They're the face of the business and they represent the business and people trust those businesses more in part because they see these people out there. And that isn't to say that things are always easy for those people, but when there are tough times, they're better off because they have a face as opposed to just being a monolithic corporation because nobody feels bad about leaving a monolithic corporation or a faceless corporation. But when there's a face associated with that business, then people like doing business with that company more and they're more hesitant to leave it. All right. I've invited you to the podcast because you had an excellent presentation at the content marketing conference with the topic of how to become a contributor to top business publications. Um, how was content marketing conference? Was that your first year there? Did you enjoy the conference? That was my first year there. I've spoken at that conference four times now, I believe, maybe five. I'm starting to lose count. But it's a great conference put on by Writer Access and Byron White, who's the founder or CEO of Writer mm -hmm. Access, mm -hmm. and they put on a great event. It's one of the best content marketing conferences around, held in Boston each year. And they do a great job. So I spoke there a few times on how to become a contributor to top business publications. And this last year I spoke on LinkedIn. So it's a great conference if you're in Boston in the springtime. All right. This is the time where I give you five minutes so that you can sum up your presentations and tell us what we missed when we were not at the conference. All right. So before I dive into talking about how to become a contributor to top business magazines, I should explain the word contributor. Many publications have staff writers, people who work for these publications full time. That's their job. And those are called writers or staff writers. And then they have contributors who are not employees of the magazine. These are people like myself or other people who might be running businesses or they're working somewhere but they're an expert on a certain topic and they write for these publications either on a freelance basis where they're contributing an article here or there and they get paid for that article, or sometimes they're just writing for free and they write because they get exposure for it. So I became a contributor to Forbes magazine in 2013. I never got paid for it. I wrote 164 articles there, but it benefited me and my business a lot because I was an entrepreneur with a marketing agency and as I wrote articles for Forbes, I got a lot of attention for my company. It actually generated over, its I'm not sure where it's at now, but it's well over $5 million in revenue that has been generated for my business because of the articles that I wrote for Forbes. So the benefits were huge. It also led to a book deal, led to speaking engagements around the world. I got to hang out with Richard Branson on his private island. And this is all because of writing in Forbes. So a lot of people, when they hear this, they say, well, I want to write for Forbes. I want to write for Inc. or Entrepreneur or these other publications. And so that's where this presentation come from, came from, was explaining to people, here's how you get into these publications. And so really quick, the steps are, first, you need to understand the industry. 
You need to understand how the industry works because not every publication is the same. Forbes operates in a different way than Inc. or Entrepreneur. They each have their own structure. They each have their own way of bringing contributors in. Some magazines will allow a contributor to post one article and then they have to repitch every time, whereas Forbes will give you a column and you can write whatever you want pretty much whenever you want. Number two, the second step is you need to brand yourself. You need to market yourself as something unique for that publication. The editors at these publications are looking for more than just a good writer. They're looking for somebody who is a specialist in a certain area that is not being covered at that publication already. So for myself, I was covering digital marketing and search engine optimization, but somebody else might be covering PR and somebody else was covering a different aspect of marketing. And so everybody has their own special section or focus or niche that they need to stick to. And you need to identify yourself that that way and build a personal brand around that so that you become attractive to these editors who are looking for writers. And then the third step is to prepare your platform. Your platform's everything, your website, your social media profiles, it's the writing you've done in the past. And so if you have a platform that makes it look like you are the expert on a certain topic, then that's very helpful for the editor as they're trying to decide whether to have you write for their publication or not. And then number step number four is to choose your target. Not every publication is a match for your skills. You might have skills that work very well with the Wall Street Journal, but not with Inc. or Entrepreneur, or very well with the New York Times, but not another publication. So it's not as though you can just go to any publication and say, hey, I want to write about this. Whatever topic it is, they might not be interested in that topic. So, And also, there's this other factor, which is your audience. Where is your audience? What are you even trying to do with this? I wrote for Forbes magazine, but I also wrote for Entrepreneur, and the articles I posted on Forbes did very well for me in my business but I would post similar content on Entrepreneur and I'd get no response. So even though I love Entrepreneur, it wasn't a very good place for me to write articles because I just wasn't getting the response from my audience that I was looking for. So choose a good target. Step number five is develop relationships. There's a saying, it's not who you know, or it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's very true when trying to get into these publications. If you have created a relationship with one of the editors at these publications, you're much more likely to get in there because you know the right people. You can develop relationships with other contributors as well because they can teach you what you need to know to get in there. So develop relationships is step number five. Step number six is preparing your writing. If you go and you pitch yourself to a publication, say, hey, I want to write for you about this topic, the editor will say, great, shoot me over a few articles. Well, if it takes you two or three weeks to write those articles and send them over, you don't look very prepared. But if you say, sure, I've got three articles ready to go and be published immediately and you send those over and those are good articles because you've spent a lot of time preparing them, then that looks very, very good and you're much more likely to get in. So then step number seven is preparing your pitch. And this is where a lot of people make a big mistake pitching these publications They write a huge email with lots of detail and they put it all into that email because they're afraid to leave anything out. And what happens is the editors get these big emails and they look at it and they say, I don't have time to read this right now. I'll have to come back and read this later. But of course, they never have time to read it later. So then they never see your email. But if you send them a very short email and you say, this is who I am. This is what I write about. I don't think this is being covered on your publication. I would love to talk with you more about this. Then all they have to do is say, yes, 
And that's what you want. You want to make it very easy for them to respond and say, yes, I would like to talk to you about this. And then you can set up a phone call and then you can give them a proper pitch. And then finally, once you're actually in, you need to keep your editor happy. I know a lot of people who have gotten on at Forbes and other publications and they're there for one month and then they do something wrong and they get kicked off because they don't follow the rules. They make some sort of error. They do something that the editor doesn't like, and then they've burned that bridge and they can't go back. They can't do it again. So if you want to keep your editor happy, follow their directions, do what they say, always stick to a single area of focus and double check your work to make sure that you're not making big mistakes. So those are the main steps towards becoming a contributor to a platform and then staying on as a contributor. All right. Excellent. Um, you said picking a niche and staying in that niche should be uh, incredibly important. How big or how small should that niche be? Is SEO, you mentioned SEO as, as an example, is that niche enough or should it be more or is digital marketing uh, more appropriate? SEO, even SEO, it depends on the publication, of course. If you're targeting an SEO publication and you came in and you said like search engine land or something like that, if you said, I'm an SEO expert, they'd say, well, we've got way too many SEO experts. Mm. But if you come in and you say, I'm an expert at a specific type of SEO, like international SEO or link building or SEO for small businesses that are B2B, if you get more niche, then you become more interesting to that type of publication. Now, if you went to a Forbes, then would you have to get more specialized? Maybe, maybe not. But this is where you do your research and you go and you see what is already being published on that publication that's relevant to what you can write about. And you'll get a sense for what's already there. If somebody else is already writing the type of articles that you want to write, then you need to write about something else. You need to find a different way to market yourself. Because if you go in and you say, I'm going to write about the same thing as this other person you have, they'll say, we already have somebody writing about that. We don't need another person. So you need to differentiate some way and say, I'm unique, I'm special, I've got something you don't have, because that's what the editor is really looking for, is they're looking to add something that they don't currently have. I see a lot of conference speakers um, turning a bit away from the general topic of the general area of their expertise, for example, SEO, and they move into SEO for finance and go to conferences uh, about finance and speak about SEO there. Would that be a good strategy to do also if you want to go into uh, article publishing? Yes, because at least I think so, because if you are speaking to the experts, which is what you would do if you're writing about SEO and you're going to an SEO publication, you're speaking to the experts, you're writing, writing for other practitioners. Mm. And that's hard because you have to be really on top of your game because everybody who's reading your articles knows their stuff too. And they're looking for cutting edge new stuff. Now, if that's where you want to play, that's great. But if you're writing for an audience that doesn't know anything about what you do, so finance experts, for example, they don't know SEO, that's not their field. So if you're giving them tips, that's really easy. You can essentially create the same presentation and write it over and over and over again. Or if you're writing for a publication that's targeted towards finance experts, you're writing beginner articles. You're really writing simple material. It's just a much easier job to do. But even more important than that is, these are the people who are going to pay you more. So if you're going to speak at conferences, for example, if you go and speak at a marketing conference, you're probably not going to get paid at all. And you have to be super on top of your game. 
And the people who are there are not necessarily looking to buy your services. Mm. It might be other people who are looking for new information on how to run their their thing better. But if you're going to a conference of finance professionals and you talk about SEO, a bunch of those people might come up afterwards and say, hey, I want to hire you because I'm not going to do this. I want to hire you to do it. So same thing with publications. I would rather write for a Forbes about search engine optimization because that's where my customers are hanging out. They're not hanging out on search engine land. They're not hanging out in SEG journal or something or search engine journal because that's not where my customers go. They don't even know those publications exist, but they do know about Forbes. They do know about Inc. And so I go to where my customers hang out. I've just changed my strategy on what kind of conferences I need to go. And thank you very much, Josh, for that. (laughs) (laughs) One other thing that I've uh, noticed while reading up on you, you're an ultra trail runner. I'm one myself. I I didn't prepare a question on uh, ultra trail running, but um, I, I don't know. There should be. You have some pretty good mountains over there where you live? We do. Um, Yes. uh, Actually, uh, the country where I live has a lot of mountains. They go over 2,000 meters or what is that, 6,000 feet for you. And Uh we have a lot of um, some coasts, so I can go trail running on the coast. So, you know, both of those are really um, great things. Do you have any running uh, future uh, runs planned? Yes. Well, right now I just moved to Boston. So I'm working on training for the Boston Marathon, which is road running. Right. So I'm I'm getting back into running on roads after six years of not running on roads. And it's, it's mm. hard. I got so used to trail running that running in the mountains is easy, but running on roads is hard. But I, I ran trails in Hong Kong, which is a wonderful place for trail running. And I loved it there. But that actually brings up an interesting point related to our topic about becoming a contributor for a publication, which is a lot of people think they can't write for a publication or a magazine unless they're a really great expert on their topic. They really know it. Well, when I moved to Hong Kong, I was writing for Forbes and some other publications, and then I was just getting into trail running. And I happened to move to a village in Hong Kong where there was a gentleman from France and he was running or he was, yeah, he was managing the largest trail running publication in Asia. And so Mm -hmm. we got to talking. I said, oh, I'm just getting into trail running. And he said, well, what else do you do? And I said, oh, I'm writing for Forbes and this and that. And he said, oh, you're a writer. And I said, yeah. And he said, hey, would you write for our magazine? And I said, well, I know how to write, but I don't know anything about trail running. I'm just getting started here. And he said, oh, that's okay. We'll put you in charge of the beginner section. So I said, okay, I'll try this out. So what I would do is I was just starting. So I had all sorts of questions about trail running. So when I had a question, I figured, hey, if I've got this question, a lot of other people probably have the same question about trail running. So I would go research that question, find the answers. Then I would write the article And those were the articles that he published in the magazine under the beginner section, because I really knew beginners because I was a beginner. Mm. And Mm. so I was just one step ahead of my audience. I was doing the research and then a week later publishing an article about something that I hadn't known anything about when I started writing it. But that was helpful for the beginners. So if you're thinking, oh, I can't be a contributor until I'm an expert, you can still become a contributor. You just have to be able to research and put together articles really quickly. 
so that you stay one step ahead of your audience. All right. Excellent. I think this is a very good uh, ending to the podcast. Josh, um, people can always find you on your websites, joshstamel.com and influencerinc.co. Where else can people find you? Do you have any conferences planned for the future? I'm actually working hard on my book and then my next book. So I'm not doing as many speaking engagements right now, but I've got a few I'm doing later this year, but I post all of those on my website at joshsteinley.com. So all my events are listed there. All right. We'll put the links to the websites uh, into the show notes. Josh, thank you very much for being a guest on the podcast. You gave us some great ideas and I'll go and write some new emails about getting accepted to conferences and uh, magazines. Thank you very much. And I'll see you around. Thank you so much, Peter. 